Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Cutting Through the Noise. This is Sean, I'm with Michelle, and we're going to be talking about content marketing today. So Michelle, when you, let's start with your preference in terms of what kind of content you like to consume. In terms of what medium, um, do you like to listen, watch, read, um, and what do you find um, as compelling? Yeah, so when it comes to consuming content, uh, there's just a couple like personal interests that I have. It's anything in the outdoors um, or it's anything related to music. Uh, and I think when it comes to content for me, I really appreciate um, stuff that's engaging or it's giving me tips on how to, you know, uh, maybe experience something new, especially in the outdoors world. You know, if I'm new to backpacking, I'm definitely researching blogs that um, give me tips on how to pack a bag properly, where to go. Um, just like a survival kit. So that's kind of the content that I focus on. And, and on the music side, I definitely enjoy um, reading reviews on like new albums and stuff, but that's not necessarily content. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know what, I guess for on your side, what do you enjoy consuming? I mean, I like short content. Um, you know, I come from a journalism background. So sometimes, you know, I tend to think that shorter is better. You know, if I want to read something long, I'm just going to go pick up a book. Um, so I like small to the point. Um, pieces of content. I think, you know, when it comes to products and people that are using content to market, especially on the e-commerce side, um, it really, I want to know more about what I'm um, getting ready to buy or invest in. So kind of educational content is important to me. Um, You know, for a while I wasn't really kind of a YouTube guy just because um, just wasn't, you know, if I'm going to watch Something that's video, I'm going to watch something that's on the TV or live or something like that. But, you know, I've started watching a little bit more on YouTube just from a, you know, educational, instructional side of things. Um, but I think, you know, videos great, but also sometimes there's the barrier in that somebody's browsing a website and they don't have headphones or they're, you know, right. just can't listen to the audio. So I think sort of written content needs to kind of always you know be there Um, it just can't be too long is sort of my kind of rule and you know the more I'm scrolling the more I'm about to bounce (laughs) so that's a fair point I mean same thing I I very much enjoy my content being broken down into bullet points there's you know something bold to capture your attention and then a couple sentences following up on it just kind of get to the point yeah and that's something we talked about when we you know discuss SEO in terms of best practices and you know having headers and you know, not having paragraphs too long, all those sorts of things are, um, you know, both from an SEO standpoint, but also um, readability, which if you want to read more about readability, we have a article on the website on the pillargroup.com blog, all about readability and and SEO. Now kind of sort of flipping that, um, when you approach, you know, writing content, let's just say it's a blog article here um, at Pillar Group, how do you start off what's kind of your process um for creating an article um well brainstorming a topic (laughs) typically the first thing but uh i do like to spend some time researching it um kind of just seeing what else is on the you know on the web kind of see how else people are trying to write about this topic and what are what's their advice and how they spun it the way that they did um and then another thing too is i really appreciate incorporating statistics and like any kind of data I guess to me is something that's interesting like I want fast facts that kind of show evidence or support what I'm writing about Um, so that's kind of the first step you know steps is doing that and then I usually spend a moment you know laying it all out my thoughts just like any kind of 
article that you write, just like lay it out and then just start writing, you know, and then going, I guess this goes back in SEO as well, but, you know, making sure I'm getting the right links and I'm, you know, incorporating like words that I think will drive people to the, to the blog as well. Um, I don't know. I, I think is your thought process similar or how, how do you usually approach those? I mean, I'm more of a just sit down and start writing Yeah. kind of, kind of person. And, you know, I spend, I want to make sure I spend time thinking about, um, the end reader um, and what they, you know, if it was me and I was reading this article, um, what would make me enjoy it? What would make me not? Um, and just sort of start forming sentences like that. Um, I try not to think too much about it <laughs> just because then it becomes forced. That's just my sort of the yeah. way I do it. And I think the challenge with content um, is not having your feelings hurt. When it's not viewed or watched or read right, right away, I think you know something we always talk about here is you kind of have to dedicate yourself and make an investment. Mm-hmm. And you know the book Traction, they talk about sort of six months and sort of you can't just start um, determining success or failure after two after you publish two articles and a video. Um, but I think it's just important to really kind of dedicate yourself. You know, we do content every Thursday and. If you're not consistent, um, it's, you know, just not going to be as effective. And, you know, you kind of have to force yourself to be regimented. It's, you know, not like people are going to be sitting around refreshing their browser waiting for something. But, you know, saying you're going to do it on a certain day, you know, every week or three or four times a week, just um, really make sure that you're doing it and being consistent. And um, as opposed to, you know, all of a sudden you miss two weeks and then you're kind of running out of steam. Yeah, and that's a good point. Um, You know, going back to that, I'll like keep consistent with it. It's going to take some time. I mean, even Traction, the book that we're referring to, it talks about how, you know, it could take upwards of six months to a year for you to really see any momentum come from it. And so um, it's, I guess, something you got to stay motivated in. And I I guess to that point, too, um, how do you find yourself like keeping motivated as we're putting out content every week? Like, do you ever get fatigued or what's your creative process? I mean, I think... um finding niche things to, you know, to write about and, you know, things that I'm interested in and things that maybe I want to be, you know, learn more about. It's almost like I'm using the writing process or the speaking process um, to learn. And if I'm doing that, then I know that I'm thinking like the end user because, you know, I'm trying to educate and inform. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think trying to find, you know, different things to, um, talk about niche things or you know if we're just talking about SEO rather than just talking about keywords or meta tags sort of talking about readability um, and just sort of you know doing an offshoot of that Um, because I think you know sometimes the worst videos and the worst blogs are ones that are just too broad because then you can't cover everything in one article Um, so I think it's just important to kind of find that you know, smaller thing, the interesting thing. And, you know, it's also going to help um, in search and everything else because, you know, if you're writing about something that not everybody else is writing about, you know, you're going to have sort of the authority on that. If everybody, right. if you're just writing about alt tags, um, you know, <laughs> that's been done a few times. Right. Which I feel like as we've gone through this um, creative process too with, you know, Content Thursday, there's definitely a lot of things where I'm like, okay, there's a lot of help articles. So, like, how do we, I guess, put a spin on that instead of the very generic, generic, like, oh, this is how you do it. Like, how can we make it more engaging and, you know, actually attract the user to it? 
I mean, I wrote down what is everyone else not doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of say, well, if everyone else was going to jump off a cliff, would you? So everybody else was going to write about alt tags, would you? And I think the answer should be should be no. Yeah. You know, and I think, you know, when you talk about the six months to a year and, you know, just because it's not getting sort of viewed up front, it does kind of pay off later. Mm -hmm. And it could be, you know, content, everything on the Internet lives forever. Oh, yeah. Um, So. And it could be an article, it could be a video that all of a sudden is, um, you know, discovered two years from now. And, you know, maybe it goes viral, which we will be talking about (laughs) in the future in terms of how to make things viral and and what they are. Even though I'm not a big fan of the word because it sounds negative to me. Yeah. Well, and also I know in the past we've taken articles that have been written and then update it. If it's been like a year or so or a little bit longer it's nice that you can update that kind of stuff if it's still relevant content and just keep it up with the times, which I think you've had experience doing that for a few of our clients, right? Yeah, and especially, you know, content that was, you know, maybe written before we started working with them and needs, mm-hmm. you know, help in terms of new images and headers and, um, you know, sentence structure, things like that. But yeah. it is nice to kind of take something, especially, you know, you were talking about statistics and fact-based, um, being able to update it so it's not well in 1994 (laughs) census um just being able to sort of freshen it you know you don't have to you know reinvent the wheel every time Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of the nice thing about you know putting out shorter content um is you know get little snippets out there you know we have somebody in-house that's um gonna start doing some business tips and it's just gonna be one to two minute videos and all of a sudden you have 30 of those and you kind of have a a collection and i think you know, sometimes less is more, and then you have more of everything because you're doing a lot of smaller things, and, and that's sometimes easier, you know, than forcing yourself to yeah to produce something, you know, really long. Well, especially, like, I mean, going back to our point, too, talking about how we need things, we prefer things that are, you know, short and to the point. It's nice to be able to, like, break it up that way, and then it's like you have this whole gathering so it's like I mean you could binge it if you're a listener and you want to like learn all the tips you just wait until they're all released but I think that's a that's a good way of handling it um yeah when you talk about statistics and facts how do you go about finding them verifying them what's sort of your process that way yeah um so in my research process usually I you know you kind of stumble upon most of that stuff but I also like to try and find um I don't really like to dive necessarily into like published, <laughs> uh, you know, studies and whatnot, but you do want to fact check and make sure that you're getting it from a, a trusted source, someone that's clearly done it. And a lot of the times they do link to the actual published um, article or the, or the study. And so usually my thing when I want to, if I'm going to post anything about it, I make sure that I verify numerous sources that it's coming from the right, like it's accurate. It's been tested multiple times. I mean, not everything. <laughs> Statistics is funny because it's not, 100% accurate like something could change so um, stats change all the time so you got to keep up on it um, but I definitely make sure that you verify with our sources and you're getting the general consensus that it is accurate um, but I think uh, when it comes to numbers too I think a lot of people and I know me especially I don't really want to read about it in like a lot of articles and that's why I really prefer like infographics I don't know if if you feel the same, but I feel like a lot of times I come across articles that have that just thrown in there. They're like, oh, here's a couple sentences about like what we're talking about. And then here's a fun infographic with all these stats. And you're like, oh, wow, I can easily pick up on what you're trying to tell me. And I kind of appreciate that. Um, yeah. And it's interesting. I was just thinking you mentioned infographics. I think it's important to 
you know, realize that content is not just articles. There's mm-hmm. so many other ways to create and deliver content. So I think about, you know, social media and, you know, you create a cool infographic and you mm-hmm. put it on Instagram. Yeah. And then, you know, that's publishing content. Yeah. And that's, you know, getting something out there. It's organic and it lives forever. Um, so, you know, when you're starting your content strategy, it can't just be, I'm going to write three articles a week and that's going to be it. You kind of have to, just like everything we talk about, it has mm-hmm. to be sort of multi-channel and everything has to help sort of each other. But you, know, you can produce content that's small, that doesn't take a lot of time, but is going to you know provide value. And I think infographics are a great example of that just because you can get them on Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, that does, you know, have value and, mm-hmm. and does help extend your brand just because you are educating and informing people. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, and I, I guess for a personal question, do you have a preference on, uh, like, do you have a favorite medium, I guess, for delivering content marketing? Like, do you prefer podcasting, um, <laughs> videos? I have no real preference. I think mm-hmm. it really depends on the um, topic. Yeah. You know, some topics are a lot easier to sort of write. And, um, you know, a lot of that when it's research-based, you know, I think with video and, and podcasting, it can be a little more off the cuff and, you know, um, not quite as scripted, mm-hmm. which lends itself to, <laughs> you know, various topics. Right. Um, you know, when you're talking about SEO, that's – a little easier to write an article about than you know necessarily talk about for half an hour um, right so to me I kind of start with the topic um, and kind of go from there yeah that makes sense to me I'm kind of the same way it's it's nice to be able to like also I guess think about if it's a topic I really like I'm like okay do I think I can talk about this for 15 minutes versus like can I do research or right um, all right So that's another uh, episode of Cutting Through the Noise, talking about content. Um, To find out more about traction channels, marketing in general, and and what we have going on here at Pintler Group, check us out at pintlergroup.com. You can also follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 